Hola amigos, bienvenidos a otro episodio de Jack Daniels presenta Pili Raúl en la música y súper emocionado porque esta vez estamos conectando con México en The R&B Songstress Girl Ultra. La pasamos divino con muchos de los fans de Girl Ultra de todas partes del mundo y recuerda que tú también puedes ser parte de estos eventos especiales que hacemos una vez al mes a través de Jack Daniels presenta Pili Raúl en la música virtual. Son pláticas y entrevistas que hacemos con tus artistas latinos favoritos. And you can ask them questions. They also perform for us. Y por supuesto, Raúl y yo los entrevistamos. So, check this episode out con Girl Ultra. Ahora en Jack Daniels presenta Pili, Raúl and la música. You know, for those of you who are joining us, um, welcome again to Pilitao en la Música, presented by Jack Daniels. This is our virtual event. We do this once a month with a very special artist. Um, Pilitao en la Música is a bilingual podcast, and we focus on Latin music, especially Latin alternative music. We want to support those up-and-coming artists or those already established artists that are not super mainstream, that we feel have a super strong voice, but... Traditional media doesn't necessarily support them all the time. We want to create a space where these artists can actually tell their story and talk to us about the creative process, the ups and downs of being in the industry, and we get a better sense of who these artists are. Así que bienvenidos nuevamente. Thank you for having me, Pili and Raúl, for real. We're so excited hola, to have hola, you. Hola. Yeah. Yes, very excited to have you. We've been big fans of your music for quite some time, so welcome, bienvenida. Yeah, as you know, Raúl is a DJ for KCRW, and I'm currently, uh, I have a show on a station called Fun for Life Radio on Dash Radio, and both Raúl plays your music on KCRW, and I play your music on Dash, so big supporters. Muchas gracias. I really do appreciate that. Pues antes de empezar, hay que darle un fuerte aplauso virtual a nuestro amigo y semi-third co-host of Pirita Una Musica for these virtuals, <laughs> Jose Vargas in the house. I'll take it. I'll take it. Mira, you have applause. <laughs> People already know you. <laughs> pues que onda todos. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Pirita Una Musica. It's my pleasure, to, again, to be here with you all uh, and with our special guest, Girl Ultra. Big fan and wanted to start things off by showing how to make a cocktail inspired by Girl Ultra. So today we're going to make a cocktail called Dame Love. Uh, so I wanted to kind of use something a little bit colorful, really popped, uh, but still really smooth to kind of go along with her with her, with her her sound. Today we're going to be using Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select. If you guys haven't seen this bottle before, same family as Jack Daniels, same process, same ingredients. Uh, the difference is that this bottle is going to be higher proof. It's 94 proof versus 80 proof, and it comes from one single barrel. Uh, so it has more bold flavors, it has more uh, whiskey flavors, more caramel, more oak, more smokiness. And when you're making a cocktail that has a lot of ingredients, you want to kind of use a, a whiskey that's, uh, that's a little bit stronger and has those flavors so that doesn't get lost in the recipe. First things first, we're going to start off with a shaker. We're going to grab a fresh strawberry, put it into your shaker, and you want to muddle it to kind of get all the, the juices out of it and kind of get all the fibers out. Machacarlo, right? As we learned a few episodes ago, that's the word. We never, I never knew how to say that's it in Spanish. El, el machacar la fresa. Uh, we're going to do three-quarter ounce or a little bit less than a small side of a jigger of fresh squeezed lime juice, real limes, 
Uh, next, we're going to do three quarter ounce, same thing, of agave syrup. I got agave nectar. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know the difference. Tomato, tomato, it's like uh, sparkling soda versus seltzer water, okay. right? Or mineral, mineral water. Okay, next, uh, we are going to do two ounces of single barrel select Jack Daniels. Getting crazy, Jose. And those who know me know it's that Friday. when you say two ounces, it means two and a half for Peely. Right. Uh, we're going to just kind of put a couple dashes, little drops of Angostura bitters, just to kind of give it some uh, some pop. And next we got... Are bitters supposed to be shaken before you actually... No. If you have a bottle laying around for like a, you know, a year or something, you want to shake it up before you use it, but no. Okay. All right. We want to put some ice into our shaker. So we're going to shake it up and blend all these ingredients together. All right. We're going to put the top of our shaker on and we're going to shake it. If you have a strainer, I use a strainer. You don't have to have a strainer, but I am going to use a strainer. So I don't know if you guys can see the color from there. I'll get the drink close. Yeah, it looks, looks lovely. Right? So you guys see the color? It's not done yet. Yeah. You oh, want to put okay. a little bit, like a top off of uh, ginger beer. Any ginger beer will do. I got some right here. Do we top it off completely? No, no, no. Just a, just, you know, just a little, little splash. Okay. And, I mean, if you want to be fancy about it, a little garnish. You know, it looks like the sunset, like the sunset from the video from Dame right? Love. And this is a <laughs> Dame Love inspired by our guest today, Girl Ultra. Thank you. Cheers, wow, guys. Look at that. That looks Salud. so nice. Well, we Salud. Salud, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Salud. Salud. Saludita. Clink. Ching, ching. Woo. That is tasty, Jose. Right? So you're Thank right. You I very, did like very it. Much. That's very Guys, yummy. Guys, you... You gotta tell me, does it taste like the song right now that you're like sipping on it? Sabe la screams dame love. I was mm. listening to it while I was, you know, trying to mm -hmm. research and develop and coming up with some couple different con concoctions for you. So I would say nice. it does. I, Thank you. I taste a little bit of cuckoo in there. I taste a little, <laughs> right? a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty spice. tasty. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody. Bienvenidos. and very excited because Mariana de Miguel, better known as Girl Ultra, is our guest for this episode of Jack Daniels Presenta Pili, Raul, and La Musica. And uh, countless EPs, countless singles, has a brand new full length. And we are very excited to welcome Girl Ultra. How are you doing? Thank you. Estás? Bienvenida. Gracias. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, been taking... Not the year off, but, um, no sé, mi mente está calmada. I've been making a lot of music. I've been a little bit quiet out there. Pero, pero good things are coming, and I'm excited. Well, we're definitely excited to to hear what's, what's going to be new in 2021 for Girl Ultra. But in the meantime, let's get to know you a little bit more. You know, you, you didn't really have, like, a formal musical formation growing up. However, your parents were music lovers, right? How did you go from loving music to actually becoming a musician? I feel like life just moved me throughout some situations that led me to make, being a musician and a songwriter. I don't know, like I was, I fell in love with music when my father used to play like um, Ennio Morricone and then it was very eclectic. And then, uh, I don't know, Eta James and then Caifanes. Like there was no, my, my dad never had, had musical boundaries. 
and that made me like gain a musical conscience. I've always, I come from a family of painters, like all my dad's side, they are painters and there's nobody that, that is a musician, like not by career. I always ha had like this inquietud, tenía esta inquietud de, de crear y de hacer, yo tam también pinto, pero cuando aprendí a componer mi primera canción, even, even though it was very shitty, I felt something, I felt like a, this intense <laughs> gut feeling that nothing else nothing else compares to that feeling so I just cling to that ever since like I I had a band in high school and a lot of musical friends came came from that band but I just left high school and started making that the thing happen seriously like eat sleep make music repeat so I, I gotta <laughs> ask you did you know it was shitty when you wrote it or did you recognize it was shitty now that you have a little bit more experience. No, of course not. To me, it was the best song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which one of your friends, which one of your friends do you need to call out and say like, girl, I don't know about this one. Which one's the one that told you? About the song? I never showed it to anyone. I kept it to myself. I wrote that song about a guy named Tonyo. That was also my first kiss. If you're watching this, Tonyo, I fuck you. No, <laughs> it was my first. It was a kiss. It, it was a bad kiss, but I I was very um, private with my sharing, even with my paintings and everything. I was always very private. And when I started growing up and meeting musical friends, being able to go to concerts and everything, it started to shape a little bit more. It was like a path in my life. Yeah. Speaking of friends, todos somos amigos aquí, so we get to call you Nan, which is what most people call you, friends and people in the industry. But what's the biggest difference between Mariana de Miguel and Girl Ultra? First, I thought there were a lot of differences and Girl Ultra was kind of an alter ego. But not really, you know, like I've been noticing a lot of similarities between us and I feel like Girl Ultra is like the creator and the observer the hands of everything and the mind and Girl Ultra is the vessel I'm a pretty shy person normally but when I'm Girl Ultra it just comes out I'm the vessel for the message so I feel like we complement each other so you've you've dabbled with English and Spanish even though you do mostly Spanish but with like Dame Lo, for example you did some English What benefits do you think you've been able to kind of like exploit by being bilingual, by being a bilingual musician? I feel like the more tools you have to connect with people, it's better. Like I'm, I'm all about um, aiming con con connections. Like even in my normal life, in like Nan's and Mariana's life every day, it's just pretty nice to be able to have a conversation in another cultural context. Uh I mean, I feel like musically just opens up the path of many things. Like uh, I grew up watching um, stuff in English and in cartoons and reading in English, and I don't know. It just feels like there's more information you can consume when you when you know another language. Speaking of like how you started making music, doing it on your own, and trying to get everything figured out, then there was this uh, record company that came into effect out of Monterrey called Finesse Music, Finesse Records. But it's always seems like it's been kind of DIY, do it yourself, figure it out on your own. And how did that really kind of take shape when you were making music? Well, the whole do-it-yourself has always been in my life, even though we are on a label. 
because I mean, even though we have a lot of like access to a lot of stuff and places and I don't know connections, we try to keep it in house. Everything is is has been teamwork since the beginning. I remember like we before we started making and nurturing this project, we became friends and we believe in everybody's work. And I feel like that I don't know we have the hunger for learning in finesse especially and a lot of people has been here in and out and I don't know I feel like it's um como una mini escuela you know like this was my university kind of and I just try to keep myself updated and learning because even though I never went to college I still study and read and everything I ask a lot of questions like <laughs> I'm a I'm a question girl <laughs> you're very curious I'm very curious in a good way. In a well, sometimes in a bad way, but I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> Pero sí, de eso se trata. O sea, siempre he sido esa persona que pregunta todo y I try to listen. So, you know, talking about like educating yourself and being curious, we know that you've participated in a, in a lot of writing camps. What benefits do you get from being in such camps? And maybe, you know, you should explain to a lot of people who are listening who might not know what a writing camp is. Um, bueno, un writing camp is uh, a lot of people gathering, mucha gente juntándose in the same room or in the same space, in el mismo lugar, trying to make songs, not specifically for anyone. They just make a lot of shit. Hacen muchas canciones, se juntan entre todos, y uh, some, sometimes they come out, algunas salen, otras no. I don't know, it, it, it can become a pretty magical place. What I took from those places, because I've been in very different camps, like very uh, reggaeton and um, Mexican music and regional and everything. And I've been in R&B um, in Los Angeles, like a, a lot of genres, a lot of different people that come from different cultural contexts and connecting with people. And it's not a safe ground stepping into somebody else's world. And that's what I like. Sometimes you create stuff that probably you never would have created because of your artist's ego, because everybody's got an artist's ego and it's pretty difficult to just like knock it off. And I don't know, like, I feel like when you when you make music for somebody else, everything seems clearer. And that's what I like about that. Well, you started with, with covers back in the day when you first started putting out music. But then, you know, obviously going to some of these writing camps and starting to write your own lyrics. When did you make that transition to doing some of your own work? Um, I've always wanted to do my, my own work. I was pretty um, weird about, like, putting it out since I didn't know anything about the music business um, back then. So um, one of my bandmates, Wet Bass, uh, and back then, he helped me like, hey, dude, like just release it on SoundCloud. And then afterwards it came, I, I got signed by, by David, like he introduced me to, to David, to uh, Infinite Records. And I started learning like the whole mu music business thing and how to do it by myself and with people. But I've always been very private about my words and what I say, because I am a composer. Like it's pretty hard to just like sing somebody else's words sometimes even though I love co-writing like having somebody else's vision to just like bounce it back and forth I really love it but I don't know I I've just been like perfecting and learning from my writing and sometimes I like I have to learn to like tirarlo a la basura like this doesn't work I'm gonna finish this song but I know it's not gonna work and probably the next one it's gonna be like a derivation como una derivación 
of that song and probably that one is going to work and probably not. And the third one, maybe like it's I don't know, it's trial and error like ever since. <laughs> and, and, you know, you mentioned like ego and because like you said, every artist has an ego, every human being has an ego, period. But, you know, especially being in the spotlight, you have to deal with certain insecurities, you know, and even certain struggles finding your own sound. So what struggles have you gone through to find your unique sound and what insecurities do you do you deal with and how do you overcome them? Insecurities every single time, girl, every time, like every time I step into the booth, I really respect the microphone. I got so much respect for it. And sometimes it's not the day, you know, or it's not like the the words or the song, but sometimes it is. It just clicks. It's a roller coaster. Like I try to stay away from things that mess with my mind daily, like everything that makes like anxiety pop. I just try to stay away and try to stay calm and in my best self. I try to find my best self and help my mind to just create and nurture these ideas and everything that comes out i try to stay healthy and i feel like that helps a lot for like insecurities and like they don't go away forever but i feel like that helps is this kind of like a way to like challenge yourself into writing different songs and different styles yeah kind of i used to like to get into particular situations just to get more like material <laughs> To write? Wait, wait, wait. We need to get specific. What kind of situations? <laughs> yeah, because because there's there's songs like Lejos, Adios, Ruleta. Ella they speak about yeah, they, they speak about personal relationships, you know. We 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 hear your story in your songs. You know, is it difficult to to write about this stuff? And not to write about that, to revisit. Mm. When like Turin existed back in the day. <laughs> Um, like there are a couple of songs that I really don't want to sing anymore or, or they do not represent me anymore sometimes. And some, some others, like I can find a new meaning. Yeah. To, to that. I feel like they're ever ships. They, they shift forever. Like sometimes you come back to a song that you made three years ago and that's not really you at the moment, but I don't know. You feel like you can hug yourself from back then. And like, it's, it's part of you. I feel like you shouldn't carry like the stories in your songs in your back like every day yeah like carry them forever although that's that's very interesting like I had never thought about it that way but I guess you're right like certain songs that you wrote at that specific moment meant so much and you could relate to them de tantas maneras and then like time passes and you've healed from that or you've overcome that and then when you sing it it might not be with the same attachment to the song but you still have to make it work for your audience I mean yeah, that's why Girl Ultra needs to be the vessel. You need to revisit that feeling in that same moment. In the first uh, chord of the song, you're on the stage or whatever. And you have to re revisit. Or even like even like making a little mimics and acting. And what makes this song special for me right now? Or try to fit in somehow and in your persona at the moment. There's some songs that I really don't want to play, girl. Like, <laughs> I have a couple ones that, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> That, that, that can stay in the vault, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I know you're kind of like a self-proclaimed observer also of like people and your environment. But what else do you look to inspire your music and what you write about and what you like to perform? Conversations, like <laughs> random conversations I have with strangers. Because I'm a very people person, even though I'm shy. 
Like, I really like looking into people's eyes and listening to stories. And like an Uber driver story that he told me in fifteen in a 15-minute drive became a song. Like, I just try to put everything in. But I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to look into your souls from here. I can't, yes. I can't see a little, a little poquito. Ooh, I like that. You're a total <laughs> voyeur. That's what it is. Because she's a total voyeur. I feel naked now. <laughs> so you, one thing that I absolutely appreciate and respect about you is that you're breaking the boundaries of what Musica Latina sounds like, you know? Like, there are not a lot of R&B musicians, Latinos out there. Y no hay muchos... Much of mujeres. And I love the fact that you kind of are becoming that, you know. What is it about R&B music and that genre specifically that attracted you so much? I've listened to a lot of music in my whole life. I listen to everything. But R&B has got like this major amount of influences all in one. And especially like in melodies, it's it's pretty... It's pretty gut feeling. It's very human. Like um, all of these melismatic things. I really like that about R&B. And like powerful bass lines. That's what I like the most. But I don't know. Like I I really like to talk about love. But I feel like in these days. Like every every kind of like theme can be inserted into R&B. It's just becoming more um, universal. You know. I feel like, for example, here in Mexico, we we never really have like an R&B moment back in the day. Not even now. Like it's starting to happen right now. Like th that makes me very happy. Me hace muy feliz. But I feel like R&B just infiltrated in pop music all around the world and in Mexico too. And right now I'm excited because it's starting to shape into something in my country especially. And it's so diverse. Like there's a whole spectrum of R&B in the world. I just want to give a, a little bit of me into that spectrum. <laughs> very true. Very true. The the R&B movement, I mean, it's been around for decades. But talk to us about the R&B movement in Mexico and in Latin America. I mean, obviously, there's there's artists like Steve Lacey. We mentioned Cuco, Omar Apollo. and But like Billy said, there's not very many females. But you go back and there's artists like Brandy or there's, you know... I mean, there's countless amazing, uh, just wonderful musicians and singers. How is the movement in Mexico as far as R&B goes? Um, when, when we started Infinite Records, like starting to make R&B, there were just maybe a couple of male artists around, probably trap artists that sometimes made like a couple of R&B songs. There were no um, R&B playlists. Nobody knew. Everybody like used to rant me and tell me like, Estás haciendo un trap horrible. Like, eres la peor artista de trap de México. It's like, I'm not even doing trap. Like, um, wow. if there was a lot of confusion. Wow. Había mucha confusión. Yeah. Porque crees que tal vez no reconocían ese género. Ajá, ajá, no reconocían, entonces estaban esperando algo diferente. And, like, Jesse Baez started uh, almost at the same time that I did, like, probably a year before. And um, when, when we were looking at around, like, it was just the two of us in Mexico, like, How are we going to tour? How are we going to play, you know? And then a lot of uh, artists started popping around. And what's very interesting is that they're concentrated in some specific cities. I, I'm not talking like the todos, pero like spe especially Mexico City, Guadalajara, eh, Monterrey. Like each city's got like their own particular sound now. 
And there are like a lot of, uh, especially what makes me very happy is that mostly they're women. And they're starting to find their own personalities and everybody's starting to feel like very different from each other. And I, I really want to see how, I, I, I always think about how to help, you know, how to really make this a movement. Because whenever there's like a happening, like a musical happening in history, it's got to be in teamwork, you know, it's not just one artist that just pops around and... You know, I, I really like to think in a very uh, vintage way. <laughs> and I feel like uh, I really want to create community. And I feel like everybody does. I hope we can get together soon. Like, I would really love to do a camp with all of these girls. And they can teach me and I can give them what I know. And I don't know, we can just like bounce information. I feel like that's what's, that's always, that, that was always missing. Siempre, siempre hizo falta en la ciudad, like, creating teamwork, hacer trabajo en equipo y realmente a real community. Power yeah. numbers is a big, big, big thing. Definitely. And, I mean, even like, even like a, a little bit of the th throwback sound that I'm starting to hear, like, you guys are taking it back almost kind of to that New Jack vibe and that New Jack sound that, like, people like Teddy Riley and those people did back in the 80s here yeah. in, in L.A. I fetishize the 80s so much. Like, a lot of my friends hate me because of that. But girl, like I what's special for me about the 80s because I really take a lot of influence from from back then is I feel like it was the last era where humanity had a future, like an uncertain future. Like people they they were imagining, imaginaban como los carros iban a volar or whatever, like all of these technological advances and everything was so bright. And I feel like that particular nostalgia encapsulated in that era. And then in the 90s, everything was darker because, I don't know, like, they really, ya sabían que iba a pasar en 10 años, en 20 años. So, I don't know, I feel like there, there were, it, it was the last glimpse of isolation. I always recall that whenever I'm writing a song or melodies. I like to have, like, this fake feeling that I'm living in the 80s just for a second because of that. I love that. I mean, I'm such an 80s fan to the point where I was born and raised in Puerto Rico and I which is a, an island in the Caribbean, extremely warm, and I would use leg warmers. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A ese punto, o sea, hasta el fashion de los 80s, I would Actually, there's a really cool I should post this on on a Throwback Thursday. There's a really cool photo shoot for a magazine for a local magazine that Raquel from Buscabulla and I were we were in the cover of the magazine and we were both wearing like nice I love Raquel shout out to Buscabulla I know I know you want to do a collaboration with them I don't know we have someone in common called Paul Dryden that might be here tonight that might be make making that possible I think, I think he's in the house i think he's in the house yeah. so big shout out to paul dryden who's he's helped a lot with a lot of the <laughs> artists that that we've gotten on pili Raul en la musica including buscabuya including you girl ultra so thank you nan and thank you paul for making this happen but yeah i mean when you when you talk about that that kind of like throwback 80s sound it, it it's cool but how do you make it translate to lyrics in Spanish? Because there's certain kind of melodies and certain kind of formation of the way the R&B sound has come around, but then you you flip it into Spanish and it's like, wow, it's just mind-blowing. Como que there's like a, a different cadence, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a challenge. That's I feel like that, that was the biggest challenge for my project, just trying to fit 
because um, you you need like to complete an idea in Spanish you need a lot of words but if it works it's beautiful like Spanish language is hermoso and I've if, trial and error guys like trial and error because you don't want to sound too cheesy but I got very inspired by um, boleros and music in Spanish that I really listen to even Yuri and like pop in Spanish like uh, how they like chop the words and everything because ideas in English are easy to trans like to say like with very few words you can say a lot but in Spanish you actually have to like to deconstruct the idea so it's just trying to trying to find that formula again and again and again and there are words that doesn't sound good and words out that I don't know like they have pretty a pretty warm pronunciation So it's just that, just trying to find an identity, like a, a lyrical identity. So um, someone commented on the chat, Ines Pacheco. She said, teamwork will always be the key. And I love that she brought that up, gracias Ines, because in a lot of interviews, uh, Nan, you you talk about teamwork and you refer to like finesse records and how much they've, they've helped you. And it's all about teamwork and teamwork. And I love listening to that because it's the truth. It literally takes a village What do you, you know, what's your biggest lesson from working as a team? And what has been the hardest lesson? Because sometimes, again, there's egos, there's different opinions. How do you overcome those? I'm a pretty stubborn person. I had to learn to listen, like to really listen and understand roles sometimes. Because I, when I, when I got into the label, I like to write my own videos direct and do creative direction, like a lot of stuff. And sometimes I was like, Why don't I listen to this person that's been doing this for 10 years and just listen and learn, you know? That was the the most difficult. That's That was a milestone. But then when I got to that point of really making space for people to, like, letting people in, I feel like that's that's when things started to happen and I started to see the shape of what Girl Ultra was. I really know, like, Girl Ultra, yeah, it's a persona and it's, like, this female fatale and whatever, but it she doesn't exist with all of these people no existe sin mis músicos no existe sin mi manager no existe sin los amigos que ya no están los amigos que me enseñaron que ya se fueron o sea all of, all of that made girl ultra who she is so so in moments of doubt like as nan as my, like do do you go what would girl ultra do here i try to do that i feel like girl ultra comes in in some situations like when I have to be like not bossy but yeah bossy to some asshole like girl ultra comes in and I don't know like whenever I have to like ask ask somebody to pay me like pay me bitch like <laughs> girl ultra comes in so I feel like she's a she's a good friend that she's like she's my sidekick I think I'm gonna start doing that in moments of doubt I'm gonna be like What would Girl Ultra do? <laughs> See, the, so so does that let you kind of like give you the 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 freedom to be kind of a little bit of the diva? Not not necessarily in a in a bad way, but like you can take charge, you can take control. It's like this is the way I'm going to do it because if you talk about any kind of like R&B queens, you know, somebody like Toni Braxton or anybody that you can think of, you get a little bit of that sense where it's like very empowering and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. This is the way it's going to happen. Thank you. I love Tony Braxton. 
But I mean, like even like Alicia Keys is known for for having, you know, it's like, yeah, strong minded, strong willed. Because I, I really don't like um to get into that theme of, oh, like a girl, like mujeres en la música, de que, what are the challenges? Because I mean, like we got the same creative process and yet we do face a lot of challenges. But it's pretty hard to just like fit into that. Like, oh, like this empowered woman. Like some some girls they like to have a team, you know, and some girls like to be empowered. Not every every woman in music needs to be Beyonce, you know, and that's okay. So I really love to get rid of that um, stereotype of, oh yeah, she's a diva, she's gotta be a diva, or she's gotta be like this reggaeton mamacita, or she's gotta be like, you know, like a lot of girls that are very like sharp with their work are not even divas and are not as flashy as. A pop star, you know, and I don't know. There, there's a lot of strength in that, also. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, so then there's been growth, you know, from like you know the 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 album Nuevos Aires shows tremendous growth and maturity from what your first singles and EPs were. But do you feel that it's kind of like a constant evolution of where you want to be in the future? Yeah, for sure. It's it's like an everlasting evolution. It's going to be forever till the day I die. And I I use I try not to revisit my music, the music that I re- released not as often as I would like to. I just like stay away from listening to my own records and everything. But I've been trying to do it um these months and I've learned a lot. Like actually this was very good. I could change that. I shouldn't say that. I should say it this instead. So I try to learn learn from my past self all the time. But yeah, I feel like it, it was I just puse una piedra para construir algo algo más. And I really like um like I never knew like how difficult it was to make an album and to like conceptualize and finish it <laughs> just like finish an album and Nuevo Aires gave me that like the the patience and the logistics and the order to know like how to arrange my ideas for it to become something so you know you're you're great at collaborating and I love that that you do that you know you've collaborated with Cuco, Jimena Sariñana What's what's been the biggest lesson for you from those collaborations? Like who has been, I don't want to say the best collaboration because you probably can't answer that, but just like the biggest takeaway from one of those collaborations. I feel like stepping into their own world and being respectful, but opening space for to be myself. That was very hard. Like how much of, Go Ultra can fit into this and how much Google can be in this song, you know? It happened very naturally because all of my coll- collaborators were my friends before or became or we became very close friends. It just felt very, very natural and easy to stay in a room and have a drink and have a joint, like a smoke a joint and stay together and Como rascándole a like past relationships and telling ourselves stories and everything and getting to the concept of the song. And I really appreciate them like opening their their own worlds for me. But is it is it different when someone asks you, hey, do you want to collaborate with me versus when you ask them, do you want to collaborate with me? Like if say, for example, because um, I we, we know that you've been 
working with Chromio, which I'm a huge fan, and so is Raul. So we're like excited to see what that's gonna sound like. Can't wait to hear what that that is gonna sound like. Dave and Peter were like, "Hey, um, come collaborate with us." You're kind of like entering their world, right? Versus if you're like, "Hey, Chromio, collaborate with me," they're entering into your own world. So the dynamic is different, right? Um, like especially with them right now. Like I've been friends with Dave for a while, like friends, online friends. We've been friends for a while, and he's he was always very into the project. Like he was very present. Like, oh, I love this song that you made. Like, who did the mix and uh, who plays the bass? And I love the lyrics on this one. Like he was there, and I think it was uh, April. I don't remember. Like it was this year. He just texted me. He was like, "You gotta come now. Let's make music together." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm a book a flight, and I'll go." And we're we're like um. I I just came back from Los Angeles and I it was we made like a lot of like very fresh stuff from what I did before. I don't know. We there was it was very magical. I cannot say a lot of things about this project yet, but um we're going to have uh, a bunch of music from from that or de ese junte pues. A bunch of music. A bunch of music. <laughs> we like that. We like a bunch. <laughs> we like a bunch. A bunch is good. Yeah, a bunch is always good. Wow. Wow. Can, That's really cannot cool. wait. Cannot Dude. wait. Um, Billy, time time is flying. Time okay, is flying. Okay, let's let's go into those seven questions. We we do something kind of special here in in association with Jack Daniels, who's in our presence. You know, they're old number seven and appreciate them for supporting Musica Latina. We do these seven questions, which are rapid fire. So don't think about it too much, okay? No lo pienses mucho. Y lo primero que viene a tu mente. So, Pili, go ahead and ask that first question. All right. What is your pre-show ritual? I This is very... I, I'm ashamed, but sometimes I slap my face. <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> and why? Because <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I, I dissociate a little bit whenever I'm about to come into stage. So I just like... Duh, 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 and I'm here okay. again. Wake up. Get in the moment. You know, I kind of, I, I can kind of relate to that though. So this is a really curious dato. Uh huh. It's very curious. I never told this anyone. Yay! <laughs> we like that. We like that. So could, when I was a little girl, and this might explain a lot now, but the only way that I could go to sleep, and this lasted until I was like eight years old, I needed to bang my head, bang your head, against the pillow. Okay. Okay. So I can relate to your slapping. I don't know. It's kind of weird, right? But it's like it's como un reset de que eh, 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 eh. like I I would actually I would actually pay somebody to slap me like to just hey slap time <laughs> <laughs> not in a kinky way not in a kinky way no but that would be an interesting position <laughs> I, I work for Girl Ultra yeah I I, I slap her before she goes on stage that's my job <laughs> the slapper. Um, okay, so before I ask the next question, this is kind of related, and I got to shout out Esteban because he said, I love Nuevos Aires so much. Will there be any physical merch, CDs, vinyls, shirts, posters I want to support? Because as you can see back there, I'm a big vinyl junkie, so I can't nice. wait to see a big record of Girl Ultra. Thank you. I'm working on that. So, I'm working on a very special okay. uh, Nuevos Aires like, uh, release. I got already merch like from the tour that I'm still selling. If you if you're interested, we also ship worldwide. You can 
go to my profile and okay. I got the links there and everything. And yeah. All right. All right. Here's the question to you. What was your first album that somebody gave to you that you bought? Maybe you borrowed and never gave back. I remember the first CD that I bought with my money, like grandma's money. It was, it was Lizzie McGuire soundtrack. <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. It's all right. I, I, I have that but, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere yeah. There. I, it's I'm, okay. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's funny. Mira, Lupe says this is going to make a great comic book. Girl Ultra and the Slapper. And the Slapper. How would the Slapper <laughs> look like? The Slapper should be dressed. You're the painter, girl. You're the painter. You have to I, show us. I, like, I have like it me? here. <laughs> yeah, the Slapper. <laughs> All right. Okay. Question number three. Oh, I think I know this answer. Who is your musical crush? It could be. Woman, man, it could be because you like them physically or you like them because of their musical uh, talent and they could be dead or alive. Janet Jackson. Because All right. because Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, because it's Janet Jackson. I mean, no more explanation yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So if also somebody that's dead or alive that, that you are a big fan of, who would you like to have a drink with? that you can sit down and chat with and really pick their brain if there's somebody that you can have an adult beverage with? A dame love with. I think it would be Prince. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like he would be kind of an asshole to me. He's like <laughs> royalty. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if Prince. Uh, well, he is. He was very reserved. So you, you never know. But, you know, I'm sure you guys talk about music or something. What would yeah. you ask Prince? I mean, I, I would I, I always think, like, what would I ask somebody that I'm such a fan of without, like, just being totally starstruck? What would you ask Prince? I would ask, like, pretty common, like, daily life. Like, uh, does, does he has a bath with, like, cold or warm water? Like, how many times <laughs> that he washes his face? Yeah, that, that's such a common question. Yeah. But do you prefer bubbles or do you prefer... <laughs> yeah, like, he, he needs to drop the skincare routine, you know? Like, on that. <laughs> you know? All right. The fifth question would be, you know, you've, you've participated in a lot of music festivals. Um, Vive Latino, I think, was the last festival that you were at, and that was this year. Any backstage anecdotes that you could share with us? You know, it could be something that happened to you right before you got on stage, right after you got slapped, or was it, <laughs> or or someone that you were excited to meet and when you met them, you know, it went really well or it didn't go that well, or just any backstage anecdote, you know, kind of like take us backstage with you. Well, on the last tour, it it wasn't very like uh, such a such a happening, but it was very fun, like touring with clubs. Shout out to clubs with this Mexican band from Monterrey. Um, there was, we were playing like in most random cities like Tucson. And we were like all, they were shaving. There was like this big mirror and I felt like in this Picasso like cuadro, like in a Picasso painting, like there was the saxophone player like rehearsing and then somebody was like taking his beard off like he was shaving what? and I was like doing my makeup <laughs> it was like a crazy scene and it was like a big mirror and I just pictured it as a I made a little doodle on a on a notepad and it was pretty crazy like just everybody making something different at the same time it were we were like 20 people on the room that's very cool oh I I, I remember something we were on our way to I don't remember if it was like Wisconsin or like some random city. And we jumped into a, 
uh, gas station. And there was this super cute lady, like she was an old lady. And she was like, hey, you're an artist. You gotta um, sign my, my jeans. And we're like, really? Like, yeah. And she opened like the Sharpie. Like, I don't really know. Like, she, she, she was like, hey, all of you, you're artists. Sign my pants. And we're like, for real, lady? <laughs> I got the picture. But it was on the most... It, it was like in a very isolated city. Like, I don't know. Like, it was That's such funny. a crazy thing. And she took pictures and everything. And it was like, That's oh, cute. like, I, I really felt bad because of her jeans. Like, do you really, did you, <laughs> did you even want my sign there? And that was that's okay. She probably nice. sold them on eBay for like five times what she paid for. It's good. She's, she's got a wait. Yeah. She's got a wait. They're not going to give her a lot of money for that for those jeans yet. You're like, give me a year. No, a little bit more, lady, please. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. All right. So the next question, your biggest song is probably Dame Love, right? With Kuko. That's probably the, the biggest hit that you have. Or what would you consider to be the biggest hit? Uh, pues está como, casi como Llama. That was like this single that I had ah, yeah, on my Yama EP. Yama was awesome. Yeah. 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 I love Yama too. Okay. You're going to have seven seconds because we're in the in this magical number of seven because of Jack Daniels. You're going to have seven seconds to sing the most and the fastest of Yama. But so I'm going to count you down and you're going to have seven seconds. So you as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her, her face. face. <laughs> now, now we've, we've had it. We've had it. Wait, wait, wait. We, we've had a bunch of pretty good guests and they've done it pretty well. So you, you're you're in you're in the company of some steep competition. OK, I don't even know if I remember the lyrics to my own songs now. I'm in that. I'm in that mood now. But all I'm, right. Well, let's go. <laughs> Uh, here you okay. go. I'm getting ready, okay? I'm going to have seven <laughs> seconds for you, all right? Okay. Ready? All right. Three, two, one, go. Llama antes de irte a dormir, baby, acuérdate de mí. Llama antes de irte a dormir, baby, acuérdate de mí. Nice. Time. Like a lot of words on the chorus. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, that, 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 was good. Good. that was good. That was good. Seven seconds. That was that was muy okay. bien. Man. Muy bien. Okay. Muy bien. I'll, I'll rehearse so we can repeat. <laughs> okay. And then I'm, I'm gonna be very very good at it. All right. So this is the seventh and last question. And what's interesting about this question is that. This question was made by our last guest. So our last guest was Enjambre, a huge uh, rock and espanol band from Mexico. And their question was, by the way, they did not know it was for you. If you could go to the future, when and where would you go and why? And then I have to come back to the present. Optional. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go, like, probably when my lineage ends. Like, if I have kids and grandsons, like, cuando no pueda encontrarme a nadie que viene de mi familia, ahí me gustaría, porque it would be very fucked up to just, like, come back, maybe, <laughs> and um, to see if I did good. Like, if, if they have some characteristics of myself and some, like, uh, family trauma, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. F future is so uncertain that's, now. Girl, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. That's a phenomenal answer. Yeah, very well thought out. <laughs> That's yeah, imagine. Yeah, that would be fucked up. Like seeing your eyes wow. in like 
probably 10 generations after that, that would, would be, be crazy, crazy. Like, that's a great mm-hmm. answer yeah. kudos kudos <laughs> see so now you get a chance to leave a question for our next guest well i have a game like a question game with my friends and there's a question that i love like if you were riding a car if there was a car where would you be seated like irías manejando irías de copiloto o irías atrás Ooh, that's that's cool yeah, we got a couple of those <laughs> those questions in my in my friend's That's kind game. of like um if you're in an airplane, do you rather are you a, an aisle, a middle, or a window seat person? So now, but now you get to answer your own question. Where would you be sitting in that car? The chauffeur. I feel like yeah, I would be <laughs> driving the car. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I had a feeling you would answer. <laughs> yeah. That. See, I like that. It, it comes back to this take charge thing. I'm in control. I would be giving very shitty directions. But you would be in control of the radio. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but, but can share. I really like to listen to other people's music. I can do also. <laughs> All right. So now, now I know if, we're, we, if we ever get in a car together, you have to drive. Now uh, oh, like, como dato, I don't know how to drive. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Never We're mind. not driving. And I never have, mind. That's I have a license. Not. I have a license, so I can I can drive if you want. I have a license, but I don't know how to drive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, Man. but but, but well, everybody's safe. Like I don't I don't have a car. I don't own a car. I just take myself like by Uber or walking. So everybody's safe. That's funny. You're like, I okay. would drive. I don't know but how to drive, know. but if I would drive. <laughs> Met- metaphorically speaking, metaphorically, I would drive right. the car. <laughs> there, there you go. That counts. That counts. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, guys, for, for sticking around with us and, and paying attention. Now it's your time. We're opening up the room, the virtual room, for you guys to ask questions. Así que si tienen alguna pregunta en español o en inglés, Tírenlas, tírenlas. Let us know. Guillermo from our team of Pilitrao en la Música will be calling out who will be making those questions from the audience. We're opening this up to a Q&A. Who Gustavo, the winner of the night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you. you mentioned R&B, you mentioned 80s, but I never heard you mention what were your major influences in R&B and in the 80s. Um, I really like, like he, like Raul mentioned, uh, Tony Braxton. And I really love like er- what Erica Badu in the 90s, what Michael Jackson did with New Jack Swing, like all that uh, Michael era. I really like, assemb- I resemble a lot to that. Bobby Brown, I really love Bobby Brown. I don't know. Th- these are like my major influences for- from the 80s and also Prince. I, I okay. really love that you said that that you like having conversation with strangers and you mentioned even having maybe a few uh, give you uh, inspiration to a song. Can you think of one stranger conversation that was epic? It wasn't particularly on a stranger. Like it was an artist friend that I met the same day. I'm not going to say his name, but it was very fucking magical. Like we, he's, he was the same sign and the same uh, rising as me. And it would just like, boom, like everybody makes sense. I was feeling on like mirroring myself and I never, I've never seen him again. Like we just 
talked and talked and talked for hours and then he took a flight to, to a festival and it all ended there but it, it was a very inspiring moment so now we have roberto roberto que es tu pregunta roberto the question is uh what's the last song that you have on repeat on your phone la última canción que hayas tenido en loop en tu teléfono escuchando la última canción i'm just gonna open my phone because I've been, I've been listening because uh, I've been making like home home improvement right now and I really, really love The Sims 1 soundtrack, the game soundtrack and I just repeat that album over and over again. And the last one was, oh yeah, I was revisiting Deftones. Oh, good one. Digital, I was listening to Digital Bath like 10 times this week i really didn't expect that answer but wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just i i love the 80s and everything but i really i really lo love like listening to corn and like to a lot of industrial music and techno and house like i i in my heart i'm i'm a very dark person <laughs> You mentioned you're you're very dark and you 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 like a lot of the industrial stuff, but I, I saw that you like like Robin S and like kind of like very kind of uplifting house music, and of course she has anthems like "Show Me Love," "Love for Love" that speak about like happiness and joy and dancing. I'm really into house music and club music, and especially when all those universes, like especially like R and B melodies, combine with house music and all of these divas like you say Robin S and Crystal Waters and I don't know from I really love UK Garage also so I'm I'm also a DJ a pretty a pretty decent DJ I, I might say and uh, I right, really love to yeah yes for sure <laughs> and um, I will lose yeah for sure <laughs> no. Uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! I feel like so. You tell me I'm gonna lose at a DJ. Billy tells me I'm gonna lose at tennis. But it's not a competition. It's not a competition. They just, <laughs> they just back to back. It is a competition with us, though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, okay, cool. You're a DJ. Excellent. Didn't know that. Awesome. So Very yeah, cool. and you're a househead. Love it. Okay, Chris C is saying I'm raising my hand. So let's go to Chris C. Hola, chicos. Mi pregunta es demasiado random, like. Um, si fueras una fruta, ¿cuál serías? Si fuera una fruta, mm -hmm. I feel like I would be, no sé si se llama así también allá, pero lichi. Ajá, because I feel like I got a lot of spikes and I'm a little, my personality might be a little bit frightening because I got some kind of resting bitch face sometimes. And when you open it, it's a pretty juicy, nice texture, you know? And I feel like I would be a lichi. That was a fun question. Yeah. That was a super yeah. fun answer. Yo tengo una pregunta, girl. Dime, dime. La portada de tu disco Nuevos Aires me encanta. Creo que le da, o sea, de verdad, un toque a todo, todo, todo lo que, que hiciste en él, ¿no? Lo que imprimiste. Esa, eh, esa pintura fue en base a alguna presentación que tuviste o de dónde surgió esa pintura. Pues... Un amigo de acá de la ciudad que es pintor, que se llama Raúl, eh, tiene, siempre me ha gustado mucho su pintura. Un, mi mejor amigo de, like, from high school, de la, de la prepa, me, este, siempre me pasaba pintores de que, mira, él está en tu ciudad, mira, 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 él también es pintor, se llama Luis Fernando, shout out. Este, y me pasó a este amigo de él y justo yo estaba buscando para el álbum hacer una pintura un poco realista, 
Me gusta mucho lo que, lo que hace Johnny Mitchell con, o sea, con sus portadas. O sea, es una artista a la que me he sentido muy conectada siempre. Y nada, o sea, fue como un clash de ideas, de referencias de Johnny Mitchell y unas fotos mías. Y en realidad lo dejé... O sea, este fue un ejercicio muy bueno para mí. Para mi control sobre las cosas, le di todas las referencias al pintor y me, no me enseñó nada, no habló conmigo. Y unos días antes de tener que subir el álbum, me mandó la pintura y me enamoré de ella. Y dije, esta es, ya no le quise cambiar nada. Ok, muchas gracias. Muchas gracias, Evelyn. Y qué bien se te ve esa playera. <risa> Gracias. Gracias a todos por, por participar. Eh, un último comentario de Gustavo. Dice Girl Ultra for that story about the artist you never saw again. Check out a movie called Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. Okay. Si aún no la has visto. Dice very much like your story. I might cry. It was a very intense. strong. Yeah, it was it's very intense. It was very, ya very sabe, intense. Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. Nice. Right. Cool. I'm See, now it. we're seeing you. all kinds of questions come up in the in the chat. Like, yeah. you know, are you ever going to make like a 90s house track that has like a, a 90s house beat or Ooh. anything like that? Like 90s house? I know. I'm I'm going to keep it to myself, but I'm I'm cooking. Oh, okay. I like it. We, we, we like cooking. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. cooking's good. Yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of... <laughs> Would you ever go on tour with Rafael Sadiq since he was in Tony, Tony, Tony? Oh, that would be pretty awesome. That would be amazing. Rafael Sadiq is that guy's amazing. Nan, thank you so much. I mean, this has been absolutely amazing to have you and tell your story and learn more about you. So, thank you for everything you do and everything that's coming in the future because we know you're a bright star that's going to have thank so you. much more to offer in years to come. Gracias, en serio. Who knew that the R&B movement was so big coming out of Mexico and Girl Ultra? She was a lot of fun. She was so cool. I was a fan before interviewing her, but now I'm an Uber fan. Y recuerda también que tú puedes ser parte de estos eventos súper especiales que hacemos una vez al mes gracias a Jack Daniels presenta Pili Raúl en la música virtual. Todos los meses platicamos con tus artistas favoritos de la música latina en un Zoom call de todas partes del mundo sintonizan los fanáticos de estos artistas. Tú le puedes hacer preguntas a ellos mientras también escuchas la entrevista que le hacemos Raúl y yo. Y por supuesto también they perform. So todo esto es gratis. Simplemente tienes que seguirnos a través de los medios sociales, especialmente Instagram. Pili Raúl en la música para más información sobre nuestros monthly virtual events. Thanks to Jack Daniels. We want you to be on our next one. Absolutely. And so big thanks going to Jack Daniels, Share Microphones, Ulises, el licenciado Lozano from the band Kinky for our super duper amazing theme song. And we will catch you on another episode very, very soon. Okay, bye. Ciao.